We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey there, Knicks fans. How you doing? It is your boy, Jonathan Macri, with you for another edition of the Knicks Film School podcast. Whew. How good does it feel, Jeremy? It feels pretty good right now. Does it not? It feels pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not going to lie to you. Um, how are you, my friend? I, I feel like I just talked to you a few days ago, which I did just talk to you a few days ago because of our crazy schedule last week. We're recording this on Sunday night, uh, the day after uh, the one game that took place since we last spoke. When the New York Knicks uh, faced off against the alleged best team in the West. And they actually, they did look like the best team in the West for a portion of that game. Um, But yeah, I don't, I don't, I I, I don't, I don't know that it gets better than this. That's all I'll say. This was a sweet one. Again, it still boggles my mind that this is the first time since the 2002, 2003 season that the Knicks have won both games against the Nuggets. Long time coming. Uh, so it's really nice to be able to have that back pocket. Granted, was Jokic out for one of them? Sure. Was he in for one of them? Yes, he was. And that happened to be a loss. I obviously was impressed by the Nuggets in the fact that they are the number one seed. They turned it on in that second half. I mean, second before quarter, that, actually. Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruce yeah. Brown is fantastic. The rest of their bench, not as good. Yeah. He played a key part in helping to turn things. And... You know, that just was, it just feels like the, uh, I don't want to say that that was like the Josh Hart game, but at the same time, whenever I think of baseball, because I'm a Yankees fan, I always think of, there's this game where it's like, where did that player earn their pinstripes, right? There's always that one signature Yankee moment where they earn their pinstripes. You would be this Yankee fan. (laughs) Listen, I'm just, it's not me, right? I didn't come up no, with it. No, it's not you. It's not elitist. you. It's not you. But, it's not, but I, as an elitist, I will say that it's kind of figuring out that one shining moment uh, where we find it for a player. And in so many ways, it didn't even feel like he... Like, I felt there were better games he had. And yet the way that he changed the game in and of itself was monumental. And it kicked everything into gear. Everyone was just playing with so much more cohesion. 
like if you had told me that Brunson would be limited to what was it eight points after the first quarter? Seven. Uh, points? Yeah. Well, he started off with six. 16 in the first. I'm pretty sure 16 mm-hmm. in the first. Then he ended up with, what, 24? So, yeah, it checks out. And if the Knicks would win that game, I'd be pretty surprised. And yet, John, here we are. It was a 2 nothing week. One of the, they've won their last three games. And, uh, yeah, feels pretty good. Um, I have a couple thoughts on that on that game. First and foremost, immediately in the postgame, our good friend, friend of the pod, uh, and friend of ours, David Futternick, brought up the possibility that maybe that was the best win of the year. And he sent me a follow-up uh, text afterwards because I, I, my initial reaction was to push back because I was like, well, wait a minute. Their their backs have been up against the wall more. Like, it Could it be the best win of the year when going into that game and even, I don't know how, if you felt differently... Even coming down the stretch in the fourth quarter of that game, I was thinking in the back of my head, I'm like, all right, if if the Nuggets pull this out because Jokic just does Jokic things, it's like, all right, you, good comeback, nice effort. We feel good about ourselves going into Minnesota and down the stretch. But I was like, kind of, again, the back of my head, I was like, if we lose it, we lose it. Did you feel differently or you were kind of on the same page? In terms of favorite win or just like... No, no, just, just that specific emotion of like, if they had lost it, it would not have been the end of the world it, uh, in the moment. Let me tell you, I was at the Garden last year when Mm -hmm. the Nuggets obliterated the Knicks in an afternoon weekend game. I'm going to bring that up again in a second. Yeah. So, yeah, I could have lived with a close loss, especially if it (laughs) meant uh, Jokic didn't do what he did the last time, where I think he scored more than 40 points. Well, so you just brought up. So to get the the, finish, the, the, the point that I was just making. I struggled with like whether something could be the best loss, best win of the season if you if it wasn't like such a must win and for different reasons I think there were other games that like the, the Boston game that went to double overtime the Emmanuel quickly game like it would have felt heartbreaking to lose that game after what they did within that game so that was kind of unique and then of course you had games like um, you know whether you want to point to the first the, the the previous Celtics win or even the previous the, like the Cavs win either of the Cavs wins the season honestly should be in contention or like you know the Julius shot with the Miami game like there's lots of contenders Funny though made a good point to me afterwards, and he's like, "That was and it, this you just reminded me of it. That was a team win, like that wasn't a Brunson. I mean, Brunson did good things, and like Randall did good things, and Josh Hart, as you just said, did good things, and R.J. Barrett, who we're going to get to in a second, did good things. Um, Mitchell Robinson, how we haven't mentioned him, his name yet, did good. Like up and down the roster, nobody had a bad game. Hardenstein." Big time minutes against Jokic too. Really, up and down the roster, everybody contributed, and that and they all had to contribute for them to win the game in the way they did. Um, so, for, if, in that specific way, I think it does it does deserve mention. You mentioned Nikola Jokic. Um, so for a thirteen minute stretch in that game, the the Nuggets were on pace for about one hundred and eighty points from the it was middle of the second to like the mm-hmm. middle of the third, and it reminded me of some of the Nuggets beatdowns of of yesteryear. You mentioned the one at the Garden last year. I looked up the one from the year prior, the We Here season in Denver, when Jokic outscored the Knicks. By himself in the first quarter of that game, 24 to 12, 20 point lead after one. I mean, the game was obviously not competitive at any time after that. I mean, this is a team that has owned us in a, in a serious way. You know, the win earlier this season without Jokic aside. 
Um, and then the third thing I want to throw back to you because you just mentioned the Josh Hart, like, was this a Josh Hart game? Did he earn his pinstripes? Whatever. Um, my initial reaction in the moment after the game was like you, Josh. This is I think this is, this is the Josh Hart game. Like they don't win. Like when he came in, they had started to turn it around already, but his energy and everything that he did it was just like um, they, they the Nuggets didn't know what to do with it, frankly. And then I've reflected back on it in the last twenty four hours, and I'm I'm wondering if maybe this was the RJ Barrett game. Which sounds weird to say because, like, we've seen this man score 40 points on multiple occasions. We've seen him have, like, a game-winning shot against the Celtics. We've seen him have bigger fourth-quarter performances. But, like, top to bottom, the game he went out and played, and again, like you could say this about so many people, they don't win this game without X. But, like, his ability to score and, and when they were really struggling to put the ball in the basket in the third quarter, I thought it was huge. So, I don't, I don't know. Have you... What are your thoughts on that? Because I, I know we both go back and forth on RJ, and you you kind of, I think, are more towards my side than others, but I, I don't know. I think I'm I'm tilting more towards your side. My whole thing with RJ is really just, um, and this is much more of an off-season discussion in general, but it's more, it's it's not about can he be a good player? It's can he be a good player with the personnel around him, considering that the Knicks are likely to stick with Randall and Brunson yep. and a player like Mitchell Robinson. But that aside, to me, it was not the R.J. Barrett game because he's had more defining moments, but it was a testament to what Tibbs has been working with him on doing, where it's it's taking fewer floaters, as Fred Katz talked about. Right? It's I think he, he was tremendous on the inside, finishing at the rim. Like he's his best trait is going downhill and it's really just focusing on the finishing. So if he can keep carving up a defense and penetrating and getting that flexibility, especially opening things up then that's a key factor. And when he's taking higher percentage shots, that only helps him and the team. So I, I, I can't go there. I can see why you would, but it still was, it, it feels like it's a different RJ that we're working with, which is, which is yeah. important. Um, they, yeah. they need him, And it does go, I think to the larger discussion about, and this is, I think the big picture thing. Well, the, the big picture thing coming out of this game is it seems I mean, I should go find a piece of wood to knock on. Um, uh, that might be made of wood. Hold on. Knock on my lamp here. Um, knock on the floor. Wood, this is, this wood is a fake yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah, here we go. There we go. Just knocked on my floor. Uh, it, seems like Brunson, it seems like Brunson came out of this one healthy, which is should be the leading storyline, and, and then he's feeling no ill effects, and that's, and that's obviously good. But other than that, like, big picture-wise, I think... We can now, you know, we have not gotten ahead of ourselves too much at any point in time this season. After this win, this was the first time I felt like, and we're going to talk about maybe some of the other things that happened today. And um, I hope you don't mind. I have the I have the old second screen on, and I'm looking at Detroit Pistons 71, Miami Heat 64. Again, <laughs> yeah, there are three three thirty left in the uh, in the third quarter. We'll, we'll I'll continue to update you on that. But like, this was the first moment where I'm like, okay. Maybe like I get or I, I don't even want to say it out loud. After the, this win, it kind of felt like okay, the playoffs are. I don't want to say it. I, I can't. I can't even then say no, it. Like then don't say I'm it. not gonna say it's it. Fine. But it, I felt a certain type of way about how secure I felt. You know, the, the what would happen after what was the season end April 9th? Like would be, and um, Nets lost today. 
which you know was was nice to the aforementioned Nuggets as uh, today Sunday as we're recording this. So like, and then that RJ game, you know, we I I, I don't know. Like, if he's gonna play like that, and Brunson's gonna play like Brunson could play, and Randall's gonna play like Randall could play, and Mitch. He's gonna play like Mitch played, and then you got Hart and quickly didn't even have a good game. Quickly, he couldn't mm-hmm. couldn't uh, hit the far side of a barn. Uh, man, it's easy to get notions, is is it not? I mean, <laughs> it is, right? especially because you know there's a point when the Nuggets were up by, I mean, their max was 16, but it was around, it's somewhere in that third quarter where the where my mind went to was, look, this is Knicks are a really strong team. It just so happens that they struggle against teams that happen to employ MVP caliber players, right? Like Jokic and it's a, he is still the front runner and bead is charging fast. Uh, the Knicks lost three out of four against the Sixers. The no, two, uh, Buck, three, two out of was, two. Cause the, the one game when Embiid didn't play, uh, right. Excuse me. Beat, but yeah, but two, with Embiid in the, in the line with Embiid two, that yes. we lost two out of three, two out of three. Yeah. Um, Giannis, the Knicks did not beat the Bucks this year. Nope. I'm looking at the MVP tracker odds on uh, basketball reference for whatever it's worth. So don't flame me for listing the players in this order. This is not my list. James Harden, who's fourth, he plays for the Sixers. That was He was out for the first game as well as Embiid was. Uh, so also two out of three. Luka Doncic, the Knicks lost both games. We're talking about one of them. Actually, I don't want to talk about either of them. They're both horror stories in, <laughs> in various to, ways. I never want to talk about either of those games. No, 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 exactly. <laughs> uh, Sabonis, we just saw how the Kings, the Knicks played it close, but Sabonis was phenomenal, was named the Western Conference Player of the Week with that week, all things considered. Jason Tatum, the Knicks won three out of four games. One of them was about Jalen Brown, but that's not Jason Tatum. That's Jalen Brown. Yep. Damian Lillard, the Knicks did a nice job of letting Lillard have his and then reducing everyone else to the point where it didn't really matter. That was great. Jimmy Butler, 2-0 and so far. We'll see how the other two go. And then uh, SGA as the last option here where the Knicks went 1-1, one and one, right? Because they won the game in Oklahoma City. Yes, then they won, and then we were at 145 the points yes. at the Garden earlier in the season. All that being said, it to me, it would have just been for the guys who are really in the top part of that. Chalk it up as just inferior competition. But that's not the case. The Knicks have found a way to beat up on teams the way it's like, yeah, you might win. We're going to make it really hard for you to do that. Yes. Uh, and that's the important thing. Just That's why Tim Legler was even saying this team might not go that far, but they're going to make it really hard for you to keep going. And they're going to wear you out to the point where you may not have the stamina moving forward because look at what you just had to deal with. And that's perfectly fine with where the Knicks are at. A team that has stars, stars, multiple, no superstars and is still looking to build on the talent and the assets that they have. It's fine by me. Uh, They don't have a superstar. I'm not, I'm not going to push back on that, but like, There are moments that where Jalen Brunson just makes me ask that question to myself again. That's all. And he didn't even have a superstar game, you know, against the Nuggets. But man, dude's in his fifth year. I know he's a little older for fifth year player because he went to college for a longer period of time and didn't. I, I guess what was he twenty one or twenty two when he entered the league? Whatever. Mm-hmm. Getting better every year, and he added significant parts to his game this season. The, the you know more pull up threes and. The whole thing. I, I don't know. I um 
lowercase superstar with a lowercase s. How about That's that? That's fair. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's moving up the ladder. Let's just say mm-hmm. that. For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award regardless of the severity of your injury and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Paul Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenblum.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212 212- 366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, Knicks fans? Power up for springtime with Factor. America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Get nutritious, chef-prepared meals delivered straight to your door, leaving you time and energy to tackle everything on your to-do list. Get Factor and not only skip the trip to the grocery store, but skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. No matter what your lifestyle, Factor has the meals to help you live it to the fullest with keto, calorie-smart, vegan veggie, and Protein Plus meals on the menu each week. Prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. With 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of more than 36 quick bites, smoothies, juices, and more satisfying add-ons. Looking to cut back on takeout? Get Factor instead. Not only is Factor 
cheaper, but meals are ready quicker than restaurant delivery. Just two minutes. Also, eating vegan or veggie is a snap with Factor. Each meal has all the ingredients you want and nothing you don't. And if you're looking to mix it up, you can add a protein to your vegan and veggie meals each week. Get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Don't hesitate. Head to factormeals.com slash filmschool50 and use the code filmschool50 to get 50% off your first box. Again, that's factormeals.com slash filmschool50 to get 50% off your first box. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Um, last thing, and then we'll we'll move on. Uh, you mentioned what Legler said, and I agree with you that like you're the Knicks are going to make you beat them, or however way you want to phrase it. Could the Knicks beat any other team in a playoff series potentially if a few things go their way? Like, yeah, I think that's where I'm at at this point with this team, where it's like I'm not going to rule them out or count them out just because they are facing this team or that team. Will I not feel great about certain matchups? I, I, no, but they've earned that level of trust from me. The tough part and the, the part, the other thing that I've been thinking about today is I think, and the, the net ratings on the year don't really reflect this because there are three Western conference teams with better net ratings than the Knicks, the, the Kings, by 0.1 points per 100 possessions, the Nuggets by one point per 100 possessions, and then the Grizzlies still still have a good net rating, even though their second half of their season is not exactly gone according to plan. They're at 4.0, and I should say the Knicks are at, at 2.7. The point that I was going to make is that like, there's a real possibility that when we look back at this year in you know a month, few months, several years from now, we may look back and be like, huh, I wonder if like five of the six best teams in the league were in the Eastern Conference, you know, uh, because like we always talk about those top three, the Bucks, the Sixers and the Celtics. And I know the, the Celtics have struggled of late, but like there's still, I think, a pretty serious contender. The Sixers, obviously, are surging. The Bucks are the Bucks, and the Cavs. Lo and behold, you look up what team has the best net rating in the entire league. Cleveland Cavaliers, you know. And then there are the Knicks. So it, it just, it might be one of those years where you have a really good team. I think the Knicks are, we could say, are a really good team. And it's just, it could be the wrong conference at the wrong time, you know, if they don't advance in the playoffs. But like, yeah, that's just something else I was thinking of as, as, because we faced off against a Western Conference team. Yeah, this would be, of course, as you're saying, yeah, the one season where the Knicks are surging ahead there and yeah, right. playing in this. The way that I reckon with this is there are teams that are further down in the standings that could certainly jump up. And that's, you know, we'll, we'll see as that happens. But when you look ahead at the teams in the East, the Bucks, yes, they are going to be elite as long as Giannis Antetokounmpo is in his prime, which I expect to be a while. They're also dealing with Drew Holiday being on the older side in the net, you know, after two to three years, Chris Middleton, after two to three years, what is he looking like? Free agent. They're designed, they're designed, right? He's a free agent now. I would expect them to max, to max him because they have that ability. But with that said, like their window is the next two to three years. The Sixers, I already argued the same thing. Their window is the next two to three years. Obviously, a lot of that depends on what James Harden does. But assuming he stays, that is their window. The Celtics, I think their window is wide open. And yet, I don't know if you read any of the Jalen Brown. Oh, 
I did. I, my takeaway was not he's gone. No, that would no. be reading into it. But I think that there is an element to it where Jalen Brown to me feels like a very individual thinker on a lot of different things. I think that, and this is what I always say, I am no longer in the position where I can make professional and personal decisions for these players in the sense of like, I can't get inside their minds, but like, yeah, that was rational because what I think is rational and what they, the ones who are in that position think are rational. It's totally different conversation. So all it takes is someone like Jalen Brown to say, you know, I really don't want to play here anymore. I don't want to be in Boston. I don't care as much about the money in terms of a five-year max versus a four-year max and the percentages. And then what does that do? Jason Tatum. I don't know, but they're built for a while until further notice. That's, that's important for them. That's good. But we've seen they can be beaten. They are beatable, at least more in the regular season and in the finals if you have the Warriors. Yeah. The Cavs, they are certainly a very good young team. Believe in Evan Mobley, taking the next step defensively. Have to see about the offense. They are essentially capped out at what they can do unless they move someone like Garland or Allen. I think they'd be more likely to move Garland, but whatever. The point I'm trying to make here is that the teams that are currently at the top are going to be primarily the top for the next few years. And the Knicks have the ability based on how they're built to essentially say, look, we can just continue progressing year after year. We can make changes when we want to. We don't have to make anything drastic unless a player we really love becomes available. And what's great about that is I know fans want superstars. We all want superstars to be on this team. The issue with superstars is that the moment you get one, the clock starts ticking. (laughs) Well said. And it's, would I prefer that the Knicks had a superstar on a rookie contract? Of course I would. We all would. Everybody would. But if you're the Knicks, the smartest thing, and this is what they've done and what they will likely continue to do, is they've built it from the ground up, adding all these quality players. You know, They've done tremendous player development with Randall becoming who he is, Jalen Brunson taking that next step. Just keep growing and growing to the point where they finally get that elusive piece, but it's the last piece of the puzzle. It's the most important one, So often we see teams get stars and then they just completely ignore the the supporting players that help them and it all kind of caves in. So that's what I love about the Knicks and how they're set up where it's like next two to three years, let them be that of other teams. The Knicks can just stay consistent, stay good, show this is real to everyone, not just us Knicks fans. And then when that top tier guy and there will be a really true superstar top tier guy, prize loose. That's when they're ready to strike. Because we really, don't do nothing until then, by the way. But yeah, no, that's they, where they're going. Well, the nice th- so three things. One, it investing some draft capital and or some young player or players into an upgrade for a non superstar does not you that can be an inter- incremental move that leads to the superstar because no one's saying you then cannot flip that player, you mm-hmm. know, somewhere down the line. That's number one. Uh, number two on the timeline thing, this goes back to what I was saying before about Jalen Brunson and also Julius Randle. Like Julius Randle, what is he, 29? He's 28, 28, 29? 28. Yeah. So, okay, even better. 28, I mean, Wait, talk about... 29. I lied. He, he, no, no, no. 28, 28. He's, uh, he's under 30. He's 28, he's he's 28 years old. He's, he's 28, okay. He's a late 94, baby. He's and 28. He, <laughs> I love how you remember that. And he keeps himself in impeccable condition. I think his game is going to age really well. Like, those are two... All things considered, well, the Knicks didn't get either of those guys on their rookie contracts. 
they got them fairly young and they've been, you know, so and cheap good. and cheap in the too. production. My God. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So they're they're in a good spot where those guys are concerned to say nothing of everybody else on the roster. And then just very briefly on the Jalen Brown thing, because this is always where my, my mind always goes to this stuff. And it, maybe it's because Zach Lowe uh, talked about this on his pod uh, this week. Oh, yes. How how crazy would it be if his all NBA? Because if he doesn't make all NBA, it negates well, he could make All-NBA next year. But again, you never know. If, I mean, nothing is guaranteed. If he made All-NBA this season, it would, I, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, make him Supermax eligible for when he is um, can sign an extension, right? Yes. Yeah. So as Zach went through it, the guard spots are not totally locked up. Like there's going to be a, a spot left. But I mean, who are you going to give it to? De'Aaron Fox or Jalen Brown? I would imagine Fox at this point is going to get that spot. Wouldn't it be wild if it came down to Brown... And I know there are other players involved in this discussion. You could argue Randall is in the running for like second team at this point, but wouldn't it be wild if Randall like kicking Brown out off of NBA negated his ability, the Boston Celtics ability to get from the Supermax and maybe further pushed him into the exploration of unrestricted free agency. Just again, this is, I need, crazy I need that works. to happen just so we can take the image of Randall looking at Jalen Brown. Oh my like, God. <laughs> and then we could just like with the all NBA portion of it but that's fantastic yes the interesting thing too will be if this cba changes to the point where players yeah. can get 140 or 150 percent raises yes. off their current salaries right now it's limited to 120 then brown won't have like it, it won't be the max but it'll be close enough to it, it yeah. but it's at that point where if he declines it if you're the celtics you might start sweating a little bit because it's like we have the ability to lock you up as a player for four or five additional seasons and you're saying no we're, we're building something here we're trying to like understand that you want to get a full max contract we can't offer you that we get it we understand why but, but that bears watching this summer it does it really because does. if if the new cba we're really going far afoul of the next sure. year, but if the new cba rules go into effect before the summer and they have the opportunity to have that negotiation and, and brown does exactly what you're saying well then it's a freaking story and what happened with kevin durant and the whole discussions yeah. there was for the celtics putting him on the table and offering it like, a yeah. lot of hurt feelings yeah. but i i have no idea we'll talk about it over the summer yeah we'll but it does impact the knicks not now later in terms of how everything happens but so to bring it all home <laughs> i'm cool with whatever goes on this season knowing that these teams it's their moment they need to capitalize the knicks can afford to just hang back do their thing, focus on the future, and that's cool. I love it. Uh, okay, let's do a quick personal injury report presented by our good friends at Weiss and Rosenblum. Don't forget, call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100 or visit them at weissandrosenblum.com for more information if you think you have a case. No case is too big or too small. And, of course, personal attention to your matter is their top priority. Uh, you could have a consultation with them absolutely free. They don't ask for a dime to just talk, let you know what's going on. And of course, if you do have a case, they don't get paid unless you do. One more time, it's 212-366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes, but if you think you have a case, call a veteran, not a rookie. So uh, as of right now, the New York Knicks have a clean personal injury report, although we should note that as of uh, it's eight o'clock now on Sunday night. D 
the team that they're playing on Monday night does have a bit of a, an injury report. Uh, Anthony Edwards looked like he was going to be out for a while. He's now listed as questionable. I think he was in a walking boot yesterday because he had suffered a sprained ankle on when was that game? The last game that they, they played um, when they lost the Bulls. So we'll see. He's questionable. Gobert is questionable. Uh, Nas Reed is questionable. If both Gobert and Reed can't go, um, I don't know who. Carl Anthony Towns is out. <laughs> well, I should. We should probably leave yeah. that. Towns is still out. Uh, do they? Do they have a fourth string center? Fourth string big? I don't. I don't really know who that is. Um, but it's not going to be a great situation either way. Um, I will say, beware of the trap game if you're the Knicks. But hopefully, this is an opportunity to take care of business. And um, yeah, anything else on the personal injury report from you? Luka Doncic is still out, but Kyrie Irving mm. is back. The uh, is a pretty crushing week for the wanting the Mavs to lose brigade. Nearly lost to the Spurs, but the Spurs found a way to tank it up. And then the Lakers, the freaking Lakers. I, I'm still in shock with. I watched the very end of that game, and I wish I hadn't because I didn't get a Anthony chance to Davis's know what happened. Mental fortitude. Uh, or lack thereof made my eyes want to bleed. Oh. It was just it was so bad. I mean, just don't foul Maxi Kleba. Just don't do it. Just don't. As they were saying on the broadcast, like the, with the way he's shooting, go to the other side of him, right? His his momentum is going to take him left. Don't go to his left. What does Anthony Davis do? Go straight to his left. Great. I, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, <sighs> I don't know what I would sign for right now. I feel like this is a, I'm always flip-flopping. I would sign for the 14th pick in the draft right now. How about that? Uh, well, we were now. at 16 the last time. We were so at 16 we, last time. So would we say 18 instead? Because like, I feel like if they're moving up the uh, the standings, then we would I, have to account for the shift in I don't know. 17 I, and a half. Like a week ago, I was at like, man, I want 11. I want 12. And now I'm up to 14. So you're saying I, I, I'm not going... I still think it's going to be in the 14, 14 to 16 range. The irony of all ironies will be the, the Knicks don't even make this pick. That would be hilarious. <laughs> but yeah. it's still an asset nonetheless. Yeah, it is. Um, okay. Uh, do we have to do this segment? I think it's actually we the just... most important segment. Oh, is it? No, okay. We should have led with it, but we didn't. I dropped earlier that we went <sighs> we saw the Knicks go 2-0. I and mean, that should be a clue. Um, I guess we have to do it. Uh, oh, we do. We have to do it. It's happening. Predictions. So, Jeremy, for the third time, gave me an opportunity on a silver platter mm -hmm. to show confidence in my Knickerbockers, and for, I believe, the third time, uh, my Knicks fan PTSD, yes, that is what I am blaming it on, prevented me from taking the silver platter. I instead threw the silver platter back in his face, I picked what did I pick last week? Picked one and one. I picked one and one. No, wait, well, no, I, you picked no, I picked two. I picked one and one, you and picked two the, and oh. That's and right, because I had the selection. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So whatever. It's your yeah. it's your pick. The three games we should probably say. Yes. Uh Wolves <laughs> Wolves Monday. Miami at Miami. Uh I still think it's gonna be a huge game uh on Wednesday. And then at Orlando, so it's a it's, it's weird. It's a back to back. So at Miami Wednesday, at Orlando Thursday, and then they don't play for three straight days. So yeah, which is great. 
It's fantastic. Uh, I'm going to put you in a really tough spot. Really tough. I think you know which direction I'm going in. Oh, I know. I'm going to go two and one. Of course you are. Yes. Right? Straight down the middle. Uh, listen, this is this is your opportunity to either be the optimist that you want to be or bet that the Heat are just going to be Pat Riley's Miami Heat and they'll beat the Knicks. Or, hey, look, look what I just overlooked, John. The Wolves. The Wolves game. You just lose that one. Or we know how close it was. Stuff the dragon. I mean, what trickery does he have up his magical sleeve? I don't know. I'm not sure, but maybe it's a loss. So what do you take? Stuff the magic. Does he even have sleeves? <laughs> maybe. I don't know. You know, some cartoons where they roll up their sleeves, but it's actually like they roll their skin up. It's as it sounds. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, It's like a cousin of like the that the talking animals that have shirts, but no pants or genitals for that matter. Um, That's a word. (laughs) I thought it was implied like the Winnie the Pooh type move, but I like how you snuck in genitals. It's real. That's who I was thinking of. Winnie the Pooh. Um, Winnie the Pooh's genitals. Yeah. What did it, see, I didn't say that. Well, uh, come on. So you here's you want <laughs> you prompted it. <laughs> you want to know? Okay, here's what I'm gonna do. I the obvious the obvious thing for me to do is go three and zero. Right? I've thrown it back. I've thrown it back. I've thrown it back. Now here's the time. I'm not gonna throw it back. I'm gonna rescue my season. And the Knicks are gonna win all three games. Here's the problem. If I go three and zero, and they go one and two. I'm going to feel responsible. I'm going to feel responsible that I have put bad karma or like I've done. It's like when not, it's not bad karma, but it's like trying to mush. Yeah, exactly. So like, you know, when you're, when you're watching a game at home and you don't want to move because like the good things are happening and then you go up to get a drink and then all of a sudden like bad things start happening in the game and you are convinced that you getting up to get a drink is the reason that bad things start happening in the game. I'm not going to get up. I'm not going to get a drink. Especially since I already have a drink. Uh, I'm going to go one and two. That's what I'm going to do. I appreciate your sacrifice for many reasons. And listen, here's the thing. It's it's no skin off my back. I'm happy to end the season with, with a tie. I don't play to tie. I play to win. But I would be okay with tying with you. So if that's the case, because I've secured it. But if you win, then you win the week. I'm sure you won't feel great about it, but you'll be okay. Well, that's the thing. I, I won't feel great about it. I want to lose. Let me be very clear. I want to lose. I will be thrilled if I lose because if, if I lose, that means they will have gone at least two and one. And then next year and next next year, next week, we will be sitting here and talking about like who the victory you know, parade? What's, what, what my victory parade. <laughs> you might be talking about you going to carry me down the canyon of heroes. No. Okay. Uh, thanks for checking out another episode of the Next Full School Podcast. We will be back with uh, lots more fun and games. We've got a pregame uh, that Andrew did to preview the Wolves game. That'll be dropping tomorrow or today as you're listening to this episode. So check that out. Uh, Wolves postgame, uh, pre and post games the rest of this week, the whole thing. And uh, that is it. We will talk to you soon. Peace out.
Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.